Now, open your heart. Surrender it to the darkness. Become darkness itself! episode of casual master quest this is episode 39 i'm your host for the episode nick i'm joined by my lovely lovely person because i forgot what to call him tyler person of all the adjectives you could give me kind sir you would give me person i mean it's nice to give me an existence of sorts i could be a nobody or even worse a heartless but a person that's all shut the fuck up tyler all right welcome episode 39 uh this is gonna be this is gonna be uh uh, an interesting episode, I think. Um, I'm going to be pushing down a bunch of opinions down all of your throats and got to deal with it. Uh, Tyler, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic. So much has happened this week. Mostly good. A couple of weird things, uh, you know, the usual stresses of the work ro- uh, load and right, all that right. stuff. But we're alive. How about you, though? Um, You know, I say this every episode. Uh, Do you? School is, is getting intense, but even more so this semester. Um, this is the first time in a long time that a i have finals for all of my courses because generally my courses are project based so it gets really intense towards the end but i'm generally free over uh you know finals week um but i have finals for every single one of my courses on top of projects for every single one of my courses four courses four groups each course uh, so one group each course so that's four groups that i have to keep uh, in touch with uh stay on top of um you know uh, i think two of the groups are five people including myself um the one group is three people including myself and the other group is just me and a, another person Nick, um, if you're expecting the math at this point you lost me i mean the, even i, I can't like, don't worry it's like that gif image of like when you're trying to understand how uh Yu-Gi-Oh works with some of the cards and it's like <laughs> what, the woman's uh, off and uh, woman or like that formula start yeah, appearing yeah. everywhere and it's like derivatives um, what the fuck at this point it's like what's going on here i mean weekly uh, like beyond that not much has been happening i have to choose between my general routine is school, like school, home, game, sleep, school, go home, game, sleep. And I've had to, because of a few things that released this week, I've had to take away time from sleep and put it into school and gaming Isn't because they're so both nice, equally so. important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I cannot say that I haven't enjoyed myself, but I, I need sleep. And so I woke up, it is 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time as we are recording. What time did I you go to bed last night? Oh, uh, five. I'm gonna say you were about to say your time or my time. My time. So that's eight eight a.m. Your time. I mean, that's that's actually what a bit of sleep, isn't it? Isn't that good for you? Uh, it's, it's a lot better than what I was getting throughout the week. Seven hours over like five hours. So, I mean, let's see. If you went to bed at five a.m., that would be nine seven hours. Seven plus two is two p.m. Yeah, that's nine hours, Nick. What are you talking about? Oh no, I was I, I've been up for like an hour and a half. Just okay. Let's doing say unless this yeah, is uh, this is more of that uh, bullshit metric system. You, you finally took off hours. It's now milli hours. Some yeah, shit. that's how that's how it works. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. Um, I fucking knew it. But 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 yeah, no, that's been my week. Uh, tell us about your week, Tyler. I'm still thinking about what would be like if the time system over in Canada, instead of doing twelve and twenty four and all that stuff went into the like the 100 unit section like uh 100 minutes or the equivalent goes into an hour kind of stuff how would that work is that um, possible? yes 
Yes, because it's easier to count on uh, multiples of 10 rather than, you know, to these very odd systems. But at least time's the one thing that Americans got right in the standardized worldwide. So I'm not going to complain. Ah, man. First, we got the Franco Lingua. Then well, we kind of screwed up on uh, leaders. No, we don't even do. Yeah, we do leaders. Uh, yeah, whatever, I mean, between, between gallons, Fahrenheit's and uh, what's the other system that you guys use? Uh, gallons, use inches. Fahrenheit. Oh uh, yeah, that's garbage too. Um, you know, that's the one who compares himself in inches for some reason. How about uh, miles per hour? Yeah, that's garbage you, too. Yeah, you, you and your cursed kilometers. Ugh. But having said that, like when I've realized that when people talk about distance in like art or like songs or literature, it sounds better in like oh you know we were we were six thousand miles away. And then saying, oh, yeah, dude, we were like 456 uh, kilometers away. I, you know, miles sounds a little bit more appealing. It sounds it's shorter. Um, it sounds a little bit more romantic. I, you uh, say like 6,000 miles, but I mean, kilometers I didn't do direct, would be... I, unless, okay, I'm I didn't, I didn't it, even do be a like direct 10, uh, conversion okay. because I fucking, I, I don't know the math. I'm, I'm not Don't that me. smart. Me neither. Me neither. This <laughs> week, uh, a couple of things happened. Like I said, uh, the first one is about three hours ago. I got a new vape mod. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the future. And I am really, really coughing with how hard it's hitting me right now. And uh, man, my mouth tastes like I feel like it's coated inside with Skittles right now with how hard this stuff has hit me. Now, Nick, you apparently knew about this mod straight off the get go. Uh, mm -hmm. It's the the what's it called? The Vood Vood The Voopoo Voo Drag 2. Voopoo? P-O-O? -O? Yeah. Okay, yes. Voo Poo Dreg 2. And it it kicks. Holy yep. shit. It, it is nice. Uh, as Nick would say over here, uh, he's talking in the chat now. 200 miles per hour sounds more impressive than 300 uh, kilometers per hour. Uh, I mean, to me as an American, that sounds more impressive, I guess. But okay. I, uh, I, have, I have to do the math. Like, oh, oh. Nick's uh, doing the dangerous game. He's mathing. And, uh, 200, and 200 miles is 321 kilometers. I mean, does that sound faster to you as a kilometer person? That it that's not even that's not even on the odometer. That that is true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this week I in the entire time instead of having to cover for anybody, no one called in sick or anything like that. I was able to ride along with everybody, which means I got to play a lot of games, which means. Nice. Uh, you know, I get my hands on a lot of cool stuff. This time around, I did charge and bring my 3DS from the grave. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, I know. Uh, I decided that I was going to bring the 3DS instead of the Vita this time around. Uh, oh, man, I had the brush Good off choice. The dust. I, 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 I wish I was kidding. I literally had the brush dust off of it. And whew, it, it worked. It still had a charge to it, actually. Uh, bless it. And I tried a couple of games, which I'll talk about later. However, more importantly, I discovered that I could do something while sitting over there uh, legally. And I'll say, uh, there's a couple of things I could do that uh, the that you know the person driving wouldn't appreciate or anything like that. But uh, not illegal. It's not illegal until you get caught. So that is also true. That is also true. Uh, so let's say hypothetically, hypothetically, of course, you know, uh, allegedly. Uh, sometime in 2016, I wanted to write a uh, a novel for NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month, which is November. Okay. I got into it. I was driving a semi-truck with a sleeper berth at the time. And then a couple hours every day during my 10 hours off, I would write into this book. 
and I got really into it for the entire month. However, by the time the month ended, started to fall off the track because I really wasn't sure uh, if I was actually keeping up with the quality or not. Felt like I was kind of forcing myself at a certain point. And once I wanted to pick it back up, I was with a job that didn't have a sleeper berth anymore. And my free time was at my house. And suddenly it's like, well, instead of just sitting there not knowing what to do with myself, I got all these young know, gains and stuff I could actually be doing instead of sitting here in front of this laptop. And so the story kind of slithered to a close for the longest time. However, realizing how bored out of my mind I can get sitting over in the, the passenger side of this truck, you know, it's, I can play on my phone. And I was like, can I? I started, my original purpose of this was I was going to read what I've done so far. And I sat there and I read and I read and I really got it so fucking into my own story, Nick. It was like, holy shit, this is actually pretty good. You made it, dude. You dumbass. You need to finish it. And so I'm like, should I bring my laptop? Because uh, I have it on a Google Drive right now, so I can access it anywhere I want to. And I was like, you could do it on your phone, I think. And it's like, can an author write a full book or you know, part of a book off of their phone? And as it turns out, hell yeah, you can, baby. Uh, since then, I was at a little bit under 50,000 words. I hit 60,000 at the end of this week, and my nice. goal is to get 80K. So I am uh, about three-fourths of the way to finishing the story so I can actually have a rough draft and potentially get it, I guess, published uh, you know, like on Amazon or something. But yeah, uh, Trevor Quinson and The Frozen Heart. It's just weird that I could say that name, and there's a possibility it might actually exist in the world. Kind of messes is with there, me, is there a short premise that we'd be able to get right here, right now? Exclusive hot take uh, from the author himself? I mean, I'd be flattered to do that, but I feel like I'd be describing the entire storyline of Kingdom Hearts or something. Jeez. I mean, it'd be kind like, of spooky. Uh, what's it about? What's the genre? Just, you know, short and sweet. Uh, a, a, a person who just got his CDL uh, is trying to re uh, stop a thief that stole his uncle's semi-truck. He chases him and accidentally falls into a mythical new world where truck drivers have not existed for 80 years and this world is uh partially medieval with uh parts of magic in it so it's a bit uncanny to actually have truck drivers in it however uh being the first you know, truck driver to come out like of this legendary extinct race uh he was the first person to do a load in just a little bit under a century and so he's taking a uh, large magical uh, artifact that will stop the war between uh, two countries. And he's been uh, meeting a lot of weird people along the way. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to like, I want to describe it as like, oh, when's if that gets axed? Or, you know, when's if uh, you know, I'm talking about it gets a little weird? Maybe that's spoilery. Uh, I mean, he's with himself, of course. He, uh, I has mean, talked. His truck that's, talks now. That, that was probably his truck talks now. That's interesting. You can probably stop it there. Like, a premise is just like, all right, you know. Okay, fair enough. I, without, I don't without, know how to do this shit. Without giving too much away so that people actually have an incentive to buy the book. So mm, yeah. Oh, yeah, buy the book. book. <laughs> I mean, uh, but sure. that sounds interesting. That reminds me of uh, the story, a little bit of uh, Brutal Legend, where, where Jack Black gets transported into Demon World, where he's a. Uh, what do you call it a roadie for a band and then he dies and gets transported to demon world where roadies are like legendary superheroes or and they're, they're there to save the world um that sounds yeah. awesome story wise oh, oh yes yeah no brutal legend was a fun game and jack black's voice acting and there was some there was ozzy osbourne in the game uh let me kill mister you had uh i can't remember his name the lead singer of judas priest 
it was a fantastic experience um but no that's cool dude novel like you sent me you sent me a picture and i'm like i honestly honest to god because you said it with very little context i thought it was how many words you put in into your smut and i'm like you know what whatever keeps <laughs> tyler happy i'm not one to judge it's 2019 i'm pretty sure i wrote a 120 page like totally it was even bigger just like combined but I, I yes if if you want to bring up the dark days of this 400 page my little pony smutty fan fiction that i made at one point which i would like to say is well, actually maybe that's why i'm writing this book because i don't want that to be my crowning achievement of literature <laughs> oh no thank you uh, uh yes. years years after you pass your grandchildren are going through your things and they find this little usb flash drive that's glowing <laughs> in the dark you're like what is this and they plug it in and no but then usbs are extinct at that point so they had to like go to some deep dark corner of chinatown or whatever part of america to find a gang oh, guy yes, like, this is plug in the USB. windows 10 it has usb 2.0 2.0 we're on 13.0 how is this even possible it takes them it takes them twelve hundred dollars to figure out to get somebody to actually transfer it over to like usable format for whatever year that is oh, and they finally open it thinking it's some sort of like hidden cash bank account some password to something and then they find the my little pony smut oh god oh god no <laughs> that, that that is suffering no one should ever go through that's terrible nick jeez <laughs> That's that's worse than the the fucking thing that happened over with uh, the company in charge of Borderlands, with the uh, fucking... <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, with his we, flash we, drive there. Well, we still haven't uh, heard anything official, so you know, innocent yeah. until proven guilty. Yeah, sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> Speaking of medieval times, jeez. Um. So what? Uh, what have you been playing? What have you been rocking on that DS? Oh, Nick, do you think I'm uh, just gonna skirt on by and not? talk about all the wonderful stuff you've done i mean you pretty much nailed it right on the head didn't you with all uh, the stuff you've done this week oh yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah it's pretty short like really there's not been much going on i haven't had time to um like do anything outside of just game and and school school is uh it's going good for the most part i'm taking a course that i don't particularly enjoy the content for uh, but the prof is amazing the tas are amazing my my partner is pretty good too i just oh, thank couldn't you. i couldn't give a f- fuck about the course content uh like i just like it's it's honestly it's almost as bad as playing a moba oh come on i'm not even kidding it's almost as bad as playing a moba mobas are fucking garbage and i will stand by it i'm gonna completely sidetrack here uh i noticed that uh the way you got your hair set right now and it looks fantastic on you you remind me of uh dr dominguez which is uh the leader of trinity which are the bad guys for tomb raider Uh, so uh you have uh, incredible similarities right now and i really oh, appreciate it yeah no this is my uh greasy hair after not showering for two days thank you i appreciate oh, it cool okay yes so uh the games i've been playing like i said i had the the 3ds and as you said i had the 3ds uh there was two games i really wanted to try and uh i've bought these games so many different well this one game in particular so many different forms and i've played it so many different ways However, uh, right now on the 3DS, there is the Phoenix Wright Trilogy Pack, where you can buy all three of the original games, which technically came out for the Game Boy Advance, I think maybe in Japan, but most people played it on the DS. And so uh, being able to play Ace Attorney, uh, Justice for All, and then Trial and Tribulations all in one go, it sounded fantastic. So I picked up uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, uh, well, started playing it. Got now into, I, can, uh, the- I can tell by the name 
but I'm assuming these are lawyer games. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix Wright is the obviously the titular main character who uh, goal is whose goal is to try to stop people who are falsely accused of murder, typically, and trying to investigate. Like he's a private investigator of sorts, even though he's not really supposed to be. Uh, getting his own clues, trying to figure out the truth, and stopping a corrupt uh, justice system from uh, putting these guys to the death penalty. And so, more often than not, part of the game is you're investigating, trying to find clues, getting backstories, and understanding what's going on. And the other half is a battle in the courthouse versus the prosecutor, which uh, in the beginning right. is uh, Miles Edgeworth, who is a very, very popular person. And it's just a matter of, you know, trying to fight the find the right piece for the right puzzle. If I uh, see that if this person is lying here, you slap evidence in their face and you get to see a wild uh, emoticon reaction come from them. Uh, the other game, which I've never played before, but people always talked very highly about is uh, Super Mario 3D Land which came out yeah. for the 3DS uh, a good while ago. And holy shit, that game is good. Uh, honestly, I was never really a big fan of, uh, you know, the new Super Mario Brothers series. It's just, it wasn't really my thing. However, giving this game a shot not only made me appreciate how well they can have, you know, fun with the, the design and the stuff because they can get very creative, especially when it gets 3D. Uh, the other way I'd like to uh, give a shout out to this is uh, it, playing it in actual 3D mode gives just a whole new awesome uh, perspective. Like I've ignored the 3D and 3DS for so many years, Nick, and that when I finally was able to, you know, to just give it a shot and turn it on, it's like, wow, this is actually pretty good. It's, it's so fucking impressive how they can do it. Even playing Phoenix Wright, which has 2D sprites in this, Nick. Uh, putting a 3D, like, puts certain images in the foreground and background, and it feels like a pop-up book, and it's it's just amazing. And it, it really does feel like a shame that uh, people don't give it as much uh, kudos or respect that it should. Uh, it does think that a lot of games, like uh, mostly the Pokemon games, they don't implement the 3D into it. And quite frankly, uh, trying to play it in the truck where you're moving around and stuff, and I'm playing in the, the dark, the tracking is iffy actually so right. you know it, it can get shoddy you know, unless you're in a well-lit room and you're facing it without glasses but it's good it's good and you know there might have been another game i've been playing you know oh yeah? yeah um it's probably a game i've never heard about yes uh it's called destiny 2 uh forsaken oh yeah never never heard of it <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> not even touched the franchise who who makes it uh i believe activision makes it oh, oh no 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 no! they sold it off they sold it off it's, it's at the tip of my tongue kingdom hearts 3 so kingdom hearts 3 this week i was hoping to like uh all hands and deck give a full review let's talk about it. let's dig into it however i want to wait one more week i right now am at the very end i'm at the final boss fight uh which could uh possibly be plural depending on you know what happens after i beat you know this person or such and such and a lot of weird shit's been happening nick i had a a big fear that came out in like the last uh three-fourths of the game uh i did mention it to you in the discord it almost felt like uh kingdom hearts is well known in general and just for anybody who's getting worried i'm going to do spoilers i'm going to avoid spoilers uh just you know next week you know gloves come off but uh I'm really worried because it feels like uh, they, they love being mysterious and very, very like 
dismissive of any evidence that would suggest that there's going to be a lore plot point and you know in right. this point of the story and it's like oh this person came the darkness i think who knows and they all disappear and sort of say wait come back oh i don't know anything and it's just very infuriating problem is though they got you know seven eight games in the the background right now that need to have endings through this game and up until like two-thirds to three-fourths they haven't resolved anything everybody's still mad at each other and well alive which is a problem for the you know the good guys and the bad guys and at the end they're doing their dang best to like wrap up any little loose end they could think of it's almost like Metal Gear Solid 4 all over again where mm -hmm. people are are just just going apeshit and it, it stinks because I keep only able or I'm only able to play like an hour at a time each day and so I'll start and I'm getting hit in the face with like incredible story moments and then you know big fight it's just it keeps it's almost like shadow of the colossus without any of the traveling where it's just big moment after big moment and it's just hitting me in the face and i think i understand why people are praising the game so much is for this exact moment at the very end because feels are being had there's a lot of feelings right. going on and uh it's really putting me in like an emotional spot it's been a while since you know i started to tear I'm like oh you know, oh, and also, no, all the stories are finally getting resolved. You know, like all the questions I would imagine are being a majority of the questions are being answered. The big ones, at least, story is finally getting resolved. Um, and people have been waiting for a very long time since they played the first Kingdom Hearts to figure out what happens at the end. My main concern with this is uh, Kingdom Hearts Two uh, on according to HowLongToBeat.com, uh, the main story takes typically about thirty-five hours. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is uh, 27 and a half hours. So by average to what we were expecting, that's seven and a half hours of story plot that doesn't exist. Right. Uh, it's a poor way of you know doing the comparison because you know if uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 can be wrapped up with uh, the uh, god awful amount of fluff that they added in, you know more power to them. However, there's been a lot of questions that look like they're going to be left wide open at this rate unless something gets resolved. There's been a lot of red herrings in this game that's been throwing me off left and right. I'm like, uh, I mean, what happened to this person? Uh, they just kind of buggered off for the entire game and say. Like, what happened to this little story beat? I guess we're not going to talk about it now. Okay. Right. So it's like, oh, oh, scratch my head. Next world. That's, for, that's for Kingdom Hearts 3.2. Yes, there is talk <laughs> about how there's going to be uh, DLC. I hope I hope it's not Kingdom Hearts 3.2. That'd be really upsetting. No, I that'd be like upsetting it, because 3.5 would probably be fitting. I was going to say like 3.05 or something like that. They don't want right. to go to the 3.1, but they want to sell you $20 worth of content, which it'll be like a half hour of combat two uh minutes of uh gameplay and then like well, three keys just you know, right, keys right. you'll never use oh, but you know so realistically though um and i'm sure uh, like this is probably a bigger topic for next week um is there um potential for kingdom hearts 4 now i'm not talking about any like spin-offs um like i think the only one i can remember his name was dream drop but like and i'm not talking about the points uh, like the three point whatever like is there going to be a kingdom hearts 4 do you think uh right now at the point where i'm at I have no fucking idea. Uh, okay. All the cards are in the fucking air right now. And even if I were, let's say, hypothetically, I say, yes, there's probably going to be a Kingdom Hearts 4. Then the, that suggests a lot of things, uh, especially for the uh, the protagonist. And I don't want to you know, put that in the point because that might be spoilers. However, I'm at the point right now to where the story is so good, yet so damn convoluted. I have no fucking idea what will happen. Okay. Uh, a couple of, couple of things I do want to point out that very light spoilery but it's kind of throwing me off here 
Uh, the first one is there's no Final Fantasy characters. Uh, you know, Final Fantasy characters uh, like Squall or sorry, Leon, Aerith, Cloud, Sathroth, Tifa. They were so prevalent in the first and second game, but they're completely gone. Uh, they disappeared. Uh, the world that uh, they're they're usually on, uh, which is uh, Hollow Bastion slash Radiant Dawn. Uh, Sora uh, doesn't encounter them ever there. So it, it no Final Fantasy characters. Uh, it's like Screenix is like, we can't put these people in. They're not important anymore. And it just threw me off because they were pretty vital. Like they had very important positions in each of the whole, you know, damn world. So right. the fact they got vaporized threw me off. Uh, little details I want to point out, you know, give us, you know, some reason they didn't have a voice actor for phil from uh hercules so uh he, he's fucking moving around and he's like waving his hands and stuff but he doesn't say a damn thing and okay. so not hearing danny devito's really throwing me off here is it, you know maybe or a danny devito knockoff I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let's say uh, uh devani vidido or whatever i don't know some <laughs> evil version of him or a good version i don't know about danny now anymore uh lastly I do appreciate that it's entirely voice act uh, or voice acted. There's a lot of times like Kingdom Hearts 2 where it was text conversation, but now 100% voice acted. That's it, it's, it's nice, man. It's so nice. But I will give the deepest, not a dive, but we'll, we'll give a, a good, a good mm-hmm. talk. I, okay. I want to talk. I want to give the, you know, skeptical me who's waited a long time for this, but I'm also very pensive about how things have been unrolling with it i'm hoping we can get somebody else to play kingdom hearts 3 you know to jump on board with me but we'll figure that out next week what about you nick um so i've been playing two games one of which uh <laughs> one of which yeah. is essentially the, the the main conversation for uh the rest of the show so i'll start with the other one um i got into the division 2 private beta yes you um, did and i i would say about three ish four hours maybe um into it um i'd never played the division before um i was playing with the bud who played the division one a lot uh the division two the beta so far despite being a curated experience um th- there was no server crashing at sign in because a uh, sign in time like login time sorry what am i saying when it went live was uh i want to say the 8th or the 7th um of feb at 1 a.m. in the morning Pacific Standard Time. That's Ooh. when this. That's when the beta went live. Um, <laughs> you must have fun. On launch, um, there were no crashes. Like uh, maybe a few bugs here and there, but there was like the servers were fine. Everybody was able to log on. Everybody was able to play. Um, and I've been having fun with it because it's been a while since I've played a single player like free roam kind of game. Um, so uh, I'm trying to find the best example of a game i played that similar like assassin's creed you have like all these different areas um you have like a base in that area um and you have all these different things like you'll have all these different similar objectives all these different places to explore these different things to find um it's a game like that um i haven't played in a long time and to have it open world ish where you can play with friends is is amazing it's um, weird knowing that Ubisoft could do something that uh, Bioware could not with uh, Anthem and just keep a stable ooh. connection. Ooh, well, I mean, I I don't know if I mentioned it, but Anthem put themselves in a position where they were DDoSing themselves. So that, there was a, you did mention that, yes. Yeah, so there was a bug in the code where um, if it failed to log in, it would spam the servers with login uh, requests and causing them to essentially DDoS themselves. 
imagine the day where a publisher will shoot itself in the foot and call it DLC. It's, it's just, just imagine. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing great. We're doing great. You want to buy this? Um, yeah, Hooray! with Division Two, it's it's a lot slower. Um, it's a little bit more uh, tactical because enemies are bullet sponges. Excuse right? me. Not... I would like to say that the Division Two is not the full name of the title, sir. You will you will pay the respects to the the man who Tom came Clancy's along. Division Two. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I I do appreciate you. Tom Clancy's The Division 2 is a, is a little bit more of a tactical shooter, um, you know, open world, free roam, kind of like just shoot things, explore, collect loot. Um, it It is a grindy game, but it's also a game that I don't think I could play alone. Like I'd have to play with people, otherwise it would get re- like incredibly monotonous because the gameplay uh, script leaves a lot of room for uh, building stories with friends. All right, and leaves mm. a lot of room for just talking shit, maybe role playing. Um, or just just yelling at about yelling at each other because of how difficult that particular area or mission is. Um, it is not a game for everybody. Um, I can understand that, but I think so far, like the UI is super clean. The kind of options they give you in the settings to adjust uh, the gameplay experience is fantastic. Um, the weapons seem the weapons feel powerful. Like as even in the beta, you can only get up to I think level seven, and as you get the different kinds of weapons, you feel yourself becoming stronger, and it's apparent as you go through uh, the world. And once you start encountering higher level enemies, that's when you really feel uh, the difficulty of it. But in this case, difficulty uh, takes takes the form of bullet sponges. Hmm. Uh, so if you're not into bullet sponge enemies, you know maybe it's not necessary for you. Still, I mean, there's only so much that they can do at this point in time, but at the same time, it's coming out March 15th. So, I mean, do you think it's going to stay like that for the uh, the game release, or do you? Oh yeah, like no, it- this is this is not anything different from what they had in Division One. Um, um, this is just my first experience with the Division franchise uh, in like as it stands. Um, I think what's different is I think more polished. Uh, player objectives, UI, uh, gameplay mechanics, uh, but I think the core of the game is still pretty much the same because a lot of the people that I talked to who played the Division One said that the game felt familiar. It felt it's not like they were learning a brand new game, um, so they weren't taking too much away from uh, the Division One uh, experience. Uh, they were just uh, supplementing it, adding on to it, and building uh, a new gameplay dynamic in the sense of what you can do on a daily basis or when you log in. Do you think Um, you'll uh, buy it when it comes out? I want to, uh, because I've only got a few hours into it yet uh, so far. Um, I'm going to put a lot more into it. Uh, This is the... this episode comes out on the 11th, so if you're listening to it, it is February 11th, a Monday. Uh, The beta is already over, Um, so hopefully by the time you're listening to this, I would have put a few more hours into it. Uh, But yes, I want to. Um, because I have some friends who are going to buy it and I'm going to give it a shot with them. And if it doesn't work out, I can tell you at least I will not have buyer's remorse in this case. Okay. I mean, that's really all you need to hear then at that point, right? Yeah. Um, now that's other game. Other game. Yes. Now, you know, I get a little excited every now and then whenever we talk about Kingdom Hearts 3. It's kind of like a cracker mm-hmm. from the Fairly Odd Parents. Fairies! But then, uh... Yeah, you, you, you keep seeing these words. I had no idea what the hell you're talking about. I thought you were foaming at the mouth. It just <laughs> one day out of the blue, it happened. Hey, um, what have you been so, so Tyler, I want you. I want you to go on a little journey with me. I want you. Oh, I journey, want you to, journey. Yeah. Oh my gosh! No, for the place no, shut through up, the epic. No, shut okay. up, Tyler. Uh, just close your eyes and imagine this. Imagine um, 
Imagine a developer. Uh, uh, no, get away from me! <laughs> oh god, uh, no! Keep your finger away from there. Imagine a developer that that puts out a game Ooh. at launch with no server issues, <laughs> um, no bugs. Mm, um, it's ooh, not ooh. it's not early access, and mm. it's free to play. And there's a roadmap. Uh, I can almost um, taste it. It's like Neapolitan, not the cheap kind either from Walmart. Fuck that. No, I, I like legit good Neapolitan. Oh my gosh, it's like a banana split. Tell me, well, what is this game, Nick? Tell me the flavors. Uh, wait, not yet, not yet. Um, oh, developers, oh, okay. developers respawn. But Ooh. the publishers are EA, so it's kind of there's some bitterness there. But really, mm. the glory and the the savory sweetness of of everything else pushes Ooh, the bitterness strawberry. out of the way, and you're left with Apex Legends. Oh man, that, that sounds like a weird word uh, to call Titanfall three. So what's going on here? Well, well, good thing it's not Titanfall three. Then this is Apex Legends, a BR, a battle royale set in the Titanfall universe. Ooh, um, uh, another battle royale. Do a uh, uh, hundred titans drop from the sky? Not in this one. It's only sixty people, teams of three. Um, auto match makes you into teams of three. So even if you don't have friends to play it, uh, play it with, um, you can you can still play with other people because you have no choice. Great herds of coughings because they're so fucking toxic with each other, just roaming around trying to kill each other. Well, well. Uh, the game has. Uh, has a lot of things that it does right one of those things uh which we'll talk about is the ping system um which allows you to get by in a game with little to no verbal communication which is fantastic because mm. for whatever reason uh, i'm very much of the mindset that if you're playing any sort of competitive game you should have a mic but i cannot sit here and assume that i understand what the person on the other side of the screen is going through or what mm. what they're comfortable with um, you know, unfortunately, uh, the, that other person might might be a girl who gets a lot of shit just because she's a girl on the internet, because that has been the case lately. You yes. know, uh, the other person might be somebody who who who's I I don't know, like who's had his mother's being had... yelled at by the father in the background. He doesn't want to hear the uh, domestic violence. Uh, yeah, that that took a bit of a dark turn, but yeah, um, or you know, a father who can only play at night when everybody in the house has gone to sleep, and he doesn't want to. You're yell. just talking about a lady being harassed for being herself in the internet. Are you saying that's not dark enough in this day and age? Okay, Nick, I'm putting you on blast. Bless. Tyler, blast stop and I'd appreciate that. I'll call you back in, Nick. I think you're oh, doing a great you. job explaining thank this. Uh, go ahead and keep going. Thank you. Um, Part of why I love it so much is that it's a first-person shooter. I I grew up on FPSs. They're what feel familiar to me. I have 60 hours in Titanfall 2. Um, Titanfall 2 and Apex Legends, uh, the weapons uh, are almost identical. Uh, the weapons feel just about the same. Uh, it's not like fucking Fortnite where, you know, there's Bloom. So, like, regardless of whether my crosshair's on his head or not, my shot's not going to hit. Whereas here, if my crosshair's on his head and if I've taken um, uh, the bullet drop into account, I'm probably going to hit his head, you know, as long as my aim's there. Right. Um, a lot of people are upset, very, very much bl uh, uh, blindly upset because it's EA, which I think is bullshit. These are just people who, uh, like, don't get me wrong, fuck EA. But, I would say, weren't you in the same saddle like not even like two weeks ago? No, no, I, I still am of the same uh, mindset, but like you have of to, the same uh, ilk. 
you have to say you have to take the context in mind. Fuck EA in any kind of uh, situation where you pay money for a game, but you're still expected to pay even more money steadily over a period of time to actually play the game. Fuck that. Whereas here, they're just solely the publisher because Respawn knows how to make a good game, and they put out one of the best FPS FPS experiences in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of people who are upset. Um, about the fact that it's not Timefall 3, about the fact that it's EA, about the fact that it removes some of the movement elements from uh, Titanfall 2. Um, and You know what we call those people, Nick? What do we call those people, Tyler? We call them goddamn hipsters. They don't like it because it's cool, but it's cool for the wrong reasons, and they, right. they feel uncomfortable enjoying you know a decent thing because right. the pedigree, you know, we know what the pedigree is going on here. Right. Yeah, no, like it's it's become popular to 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 be negative, to hate on things, um, and I can understand if the game's not for you, just the way that Fortnite's not for everybody, just the way that the Division's not for everybody, same way Sea of Thieves is not for everybody. Just you know, live and let live, play whatever you enjoy. Sea of Thieves is for everybody. It's what you do on it that isn't no, for everybody. No, no, Sea of Thieves is not for pussy ass motherfuckers who can't stand when people play the game like it's supposed to be played. That sounds like a hot take, Nick. Uh, would you care to divulge? Um, yeah, if you bandy together with a bunch of like-minded weak links uh, to form PvE-only servers in a game that's PvP and PvE, you can go fuck yourself if you sit there and complain if somebody else comes in and bees of pirates and steals your shit because they have the ability to do that, and you don't because you have bad aim. You know, that sounds like a lot of effort to try to put a PvE server. Is that even possible? Uh, it takes a long time to server hop. Uh uh, until you can get yourself in a server with six of the same people, and then you're just doing PVE stuff, just sailing around together, not leave my, minding each other, not minding your own business, not attacking each other. You know what that sounds like to me, Tyler? What, Nick? Sounds boring. Yeah, yeah, it does. I can imagine like this could almost be written into like a small fan fiction where it's like <gasps> the captain of that ship is. Uh, oh God, he disconnected. There's a there's a spot for a ship open. Dun summon 1G. Dun comes in. I mean, I mean that's pretty much it. That's that's how this all of this started. All of the uh, split uh, Xbox and Windows matchmaking because yeah. uh, Summit would uh, infiltrate these PVE servers and just have a good old time playing the game. Whereas these people are playing half the game. No, sorry, they were playing quarter of the game. A quarter? Oh, now it's a quarter. A hundred percent is a quarter of the game. Absolutely. I think that's no. the one thing we'll always be in hot contention over, over how people play Sea of Thieves, which is which is interesting because I've never had anybody bite me on Sea of Thieves. It just it stinks because I think the if if I could somehow give a clarity and I'll probably change this next week because that's how I am. I feel like the first fifty hours, maybe even a hundred hours of Sea of Thieves is focused entirely almost on uh, PvE with PvP elements. But once people hit Pirate Legend and they have absolutely no reason to, you know, do the small quest, but they want to keep playing, what else is to do? And so, you know, the smaller chunk suddenly becomes the big chunk and the people still trying to get upwards are like, oh, come on, you know, it's like, uh, you got it easy. Why are you trying to give me trouble here? Discouraging me from playing the game. And, you know, hee, hee, hee. No, but that's the game. That that's yeah. literally what you can like. That that's a sandbox. Sandbox allows you to do whatever you want. I know, but it's gonna. I wouldn't say kill the player base, but it's gonna discourage uh, you know th- new players to come in. If it feels like a game that's entirely focused on skill with no way of improving yourself beyond you know planning and getting good, of course, is gonna have to you know face these people, and it's an 
unfortunate occurrence, but as Nick likes to keep pointing out, it's intended, and that's exactly what no. the game is okay, all so then about. If we're, if we're talking about, let's say, gun skill, isn't that the case with just about every shooter, too? All right, here's my proposal here. Humor me with this idea. Yeah, I, I feel like it should be mostly a PvP server up until they hit level 20 in each of their skills. Let them learn how to sail the ships, have their fun, get used to it. But once they hit, like, uh, get locked in, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, balls in the wall. You're in the wilderness of RuneScape, motherfucker. Good luck in the world. But I feel like, you know, at least give them a chance to where, you know, they, they, maybe they get, like, a little sissy flag at the top saying, haha, you can't shoot me or hurt me, and I can't hurt you. I'm just trying to sail the seas. But Two hours of game time. Two hours? Okay. I can you know, fuck it. I'll work with you. Two hours of game time. They'll see a magical glow. And, you know, when they look at the world map, everybody sees like a little baby bottle or something like that where the ship is. <laughs> and no, they can't mess I, with it. I can understand uh, giving uh, new players a chance to learn the learn the game, get used to systems because it was hella confusing when I first logged in and I didn't know what to do. And I, we had to figure these things out on our own. But um, fuck, I, I forgot where I was going to go with this. Like, I think... Um, it's it's part. It should be up to the developers to form PVE only servers, but I don't think that's gonna ever gonna happen because that just no. takes away the point of the game. It's gonna splinter the player base even further, even if they are unhappy. I, I mean, it's already another... the player base when uh, now Xbox players can choose to match make separately. I guess uh, like, and this is I'm terrible at analogies, Nick. You know this, no, so get, get ready for this. When I do this route that I've been doing uh, with uh, one of the drivers, we do the same exact stores every single day. After eight or uh, you know nine hours worth of driving, we get back, we get a set amount of pay every single time. And so we are comfortable, we are happy with that. And so when a winter storm comes in, and I'm used to doing this amount of work for this amount of pay, it's it gets rough because like, you expect me to do 11 hours worth of work now for the same amount of pay same thing when you're you you know you do a quest and you got you know a bunch of loot in your ship and you get ready to turn it in and this motherfucker comes strung along saying hey i need you to pull over so i can expect your booty and it's like great that is my blizzard in real life i now have to do more work to secure my loot and i can understand why that's frustrating is it a part of the game sure is part of the blizzard part of my real life's game I have no fucking idea. I'd like to think not, but it's just an unfortunate, you know, you feel like the old man in the corner is, you know, saying that's just the way it is. Some things will never change. And do, 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 do. No. Okay. Fine. It was a good song, but, oh man, it, it, it bugs me. It, it bugs I, me. I, I can understand, but like if any, when it comes to new players specifically, if nobody does like even, a small amount of research into anything they're about to buy regardless like putting not just exclusive to games and i i know like i'm always going to be of the mindset that people are people are dumb to be upset about people being pirates in a pirate game give me a defender's bonus then or something if somebody attacks me and i have a chest on the board let me take an extra couple of cannon shots and defend myself if i, I get would, shot first i would I would actually like to see. I agree with that. I think Sloops that should have a challenge a, too. Sloops uh, should do more damage to like a galleon because I think Sloops can hold themselves fine, uh, hold themselves well against uh, brigs. But like a, a team of coordinated, uh, uh, you know, team of four coordinated on a galleon. Oh yeah, having four cannons versus everything. your one. Yeah. It, it, I, I I could agree with that. I could go through. I could uh, get on board with that. Where uh, Sloops uh, cannons will do maybe. Uh, 
twice the amount of damage to a galleon and maybe 1.5 or 1.25 against a, a brig. And a galleon's cannons would do maybe 0.6.7 against a sloop, 0.8 against a brig. And there's people I've seen you know, on streams that have proved you know, everything I say to a very moot point. People playing by themselves on a sloop, taking on you know big ships, doing forth by themselves just fine, and they're you know they're making all the money they could possibly want, so it doesn't matter. But at the same time, we're not the those beautiful pro players all the same no, time. No. So people yeah. like you know Summit One G, Beer Mageddon, and all that stuff. Uh, you know they they have their own opposing views, but they're just damn good at the game, even if they have different thoughts. And I feel like trying to use uh, somebody that level of uh, gameplay. Uh, as a reason to base your decision on your thoughts here, Nick. It just seems a little over the top, maybe. You don't have to agree to a middle ground. You don't have to, but I, I think you're full of shit. That's that's fair, but what what <laughs> gives you the what gives you the impression that that's the only person I watch when it comes to Sea of Thieves, or I'm not basing my impressions off my own game time? That is true. That is true, and I know damn well it's off <laughs> off your own thing too. Cause I've seen what happens when uh. You, you you join the ship. You you tell me I'm the captain, but you call the shots, and that shot yeah, is because, usually you. Because I tell you you're the captain over and over again. You don't actually give us any orders, so somebody has to take over. Do you know what I mean? Like, because you're there, kind of like I don't want to give any orders because I know it's going to be a hard sell to Nick, and then he's going to go off and do his own thing and be aggressive. God damn it. <laughs> I seriously think uh, you I, and some other people need to say fuck all the treasure and stuff and just go at it and just blow people up. Because it, it feels like playing Grand Theft Auto without you know focusing on the story. It's like, hey, let's see if I can get five stars and just go apeshit, see how far I can get before I get sunk. And it's so satisfying, which completely supports your theory and it makes me cringe a little bit as I say that. But when you have nothing to lose versus people who have everything to win, it brings a lot of questions, Nick. Uh, like... Are we sociopaths for this? Is this a sociopath simulator at this point? It video games are good for these things because it allows us to get our un our un unsocietal, you know, anti-societal like ideas and expressions out into a virtual environment with little to no impact. Yeah, but you know, like if this game became any bigger, you're gonna hear Alex Jones, ah, oh, there's some car that went up to another car and stole their groceries, but you know what? It's part of life. You know, they, they shouldn't have, you know, they, they need to learn to fight on their own. I mean, there have been there have been assholes like comparing uh, real real world violence to video games for the longest time. Even even, you know, um, unfortunate incidents at sports gaming tournaments. Uh, people are like, oh, yeah, these sports uh, sports games are too fun. Like, then stop watching Sunday Night Football. <laughs> you, you know, the, the, the video games viola- uh, imitate uh, real life. So uh, something has to be at fault here. But anyways, right. before before we go off into that tangent, we're going to go. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll agree to a, a temporary ceasefire until the next episode. Yeah. Oof, uh, yeah. Uh, that being said, I'm uh, sorry, before I continue on this, do you know what the Division 2 uh, sent out an email, a advertising email, uh, I think last week or the week before, that said, do you want to see what a real government sh- shutdown looks like? Sign up for the beta now. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn, that's... <laughs> because because that's Division cold. 2 takes place in Washington, right? So... Yeah, yeah. Anyways, much of the segment. Um, Fucking brutal, man. Jeez. This, this uh, very much so, the next two segments, uh, including topic of the show, is very much about EA, Respawn, Apex Legends, and about My BRs in general. My favorite companies and developers, oh boy. Um, 
Why isn't having a finished game at launch the standard? Has Fortnite popularized the free-to-play and early access model, or does it go further back in terms of games that have and developers that have popularized that? Now, in this case, I mean, um, I believe the two examples I can use here are Fortnite and PUBG that were early access for the longest periods of time. I don't know if Fortnite is even out of early access uh, when it comes to the Battle Royale. PUBG only officially launched last year, Tyler, in October. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some people wanted to give a 2017 Game of the Year. Fucking mind-boggling. Uh, it did get 2017 Game of the Year for one of the different awards. Uh, oh, I'm sure the- they got it from uh, many different like trophies. I'm just... It, it, it boggles me, man. How, me how, how has it become okay for... For video games that are unfinished, janky, buggy as hell, to be given awards, nominated for awards, and have become the standard. Well, you do understand how the uh, originally early access, you know, why that started originally, right? Um, maybe, maybe not. Why don't you? Tell okay. Me? Uh, <laughs> obviously, this is probably one of the many branches that happened, but you know. The first word is Kickstarter. A lot of people uh, decided that they wanted to get money up front from the people who would be interested in their games. And in return, they uh, wanted to show proof of progress. They didn't have a board of people that were, you know, controlling all the stocks and funds and stuff that they had the answer to. It was the actual players themselves. And so what better way to keep the people who were giving them money happy than releasing part of the game? And so giving somebody a taste that, you know, throws more bait in the water for fish to bite on the hook and suddenly that's you know a great idea and you know i'm not sure what would be uh worse at this point early access or the uh pay the play kind of stuff that happens on like mostly mobile games but yeah i i would like to think that it stemmed there right right um and that's also probably why we've seen the transition from demos to betas uh you know where and where a lot of the times you'll have a beta uh, if you are subscribed to the premiere plan for whatever launcher or client, um, your progress carries over. Like with Anthem, for example, um, if you are on Origin Premiere, you get access to Anthem a whole week early. Tyler, imagine giving EA access, giving EA more money, so you get access to the game a whole oh, week early. Got me all, all sorts of excited here. Now I'm, I'm sure like the amount of yeah. That's <laughs> I don't. I don't know how much it is. Um, I could be talking my uh, talking out of my ass here, but you know, when does it become the model? I I don't like when it comes to games where you pay more. And you and you, have changed, Nick. Why? Why should? Why should consumers have to pay more? I why why is paying more getting you a different experience from other people? I can understand if you get more collectibles, in-game skins, real-life physical objects, but base game should be accessible to everybody at the same time. Mm-hmm. I have a dirty I, joke to this, but I'm going to save it until after the show, okay. and I'll probably hopefully forget by then. Uh, now, when it comes to the free-to-play free model, I think Fortnite does it right um, with with their microtransactions uh, because it is purely cosmetic. Yes. Um, what bothers me is that people seem to forget exactly how much they pay for Fortnite skins when I say I'm going to buy the annual pass for Destiny 2 uh, and they're and they're like, why would you waste your money? And I'm like, well, I'm paying forty dollars for content for a few months. You're paying twenty dollars for a skin that makes little to no impact on your actual skill because you're a piece of trash. So what's uh, most Fortnite players aren't trashy. Some are. Um, There's a couple. Uh, I'm among couple. them, so you don't have to I'm, worry. I'm among them too. But uh, like people forget 
uh, like microtransactions are a good thing when they're done right. When it's purely cosmetics, it supports the company, supports the developers, especially if they're smaller developers. Uh, we, we, I think we agree on this at the very least that we are against microtransactions that block access to parts of the game uh, where That's you need thousands of hours. Oh, okay. I'm going to say uh, the way you sound, it made it sound like you were getting rid of the trash uh, DLC in general. I was like, I mean, it gives more content to the game. But uh, No, I was going to say we, I, you know, some developers just want you to feel a sense of accomplishment uh, and pride when you spend 4,000 hours in game to unlock a character that could have been done with 20 bucks. 4,000 hours in game, Tyler. Who does that? I'll that tell you who. The... Do you know who? I don't know who, Nick. Go ahead yeah. and tell me. Yo, Electronic fuck. Art. God damn it. God damn it. Apex uh, Legends also does their microtransactions, right? Um, very much the same as any other BR. Um, it's purely cosmetic. No impact on gameplay whatsoever. Um, and um, and I know that a, a law was passed recently that you have to show the breakdown of uh, what you can get in the loot box. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have, they have that breakdown, but in-game, which I haven't actually seen in any other game, where you'd have to go to external sites to actually find those breakdowns and percentages of whatever kind of items you're going to get. Apex Legends has it in-game, and they guaranteed no duplicates. Ooh, that's nice. And uh, they have different tiers. They guarantee you a higher tier drop, uh, like a high, I think it's legendary, um, guaranteed uh, every 50 boxes if you don't get one. That That is nice. That's, uh, you know... A good, you know, cap. I love you're like, be still my beating heart. You're holding oh, no, your I've check. got an issue spot over here. Oh, okay, that too. Yeah, yeah that, that's called EA. You better get that checked. Uh, man. Hey, just a heads up. Uh, Destiny Child has that. Tells you the percentage of what you can get for each character. Oh, that's I didn't want to cool. talk about that. that game. But yeah, it's like uh, it'll let you know, hey, if you, you know, right on the thing before you click, it's like there's only a 3% chance you're going to get this uh, specific character. Then you can click on the button next to it, and then it just gives you the entire table of anything you could possibly get. It's like 0. 0.03 cool. chance, 0. 0.03 chance. I'm, oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, a little bit for that. But, whew, man, Nick, uh, what do you think is going to be... Uh, is, I'm trying to figure out how I can uh, forge this question here, because we're talking about free-to-play and early access. Do you think uh, there's a, a good way to somehow fuse this together in a good way that will benefit the players overall? Do you think Fortnite did it right overall, or do you think there's a better way? Well, you know, I talk a lot about shit about Fortnite, uh, but I that's always directed towards the game itself, not about the developers and what they've done. Um, they proved that the free-to-play, free-to-play model can work, and Epic doesn't ha- exactly have the backing of a big publisher uh pu- publisher publisher uh giving them the money right so they well, I mean, needed they epic have investor, tencent oh does epic also have okay well i don't know that yeah I yeah tencent uh is heavily invested in by uh or invested in uh both PUBG and uh epic so wasn't wasn't PUBG somebody else though i thought it was not tencent oh no uh, uh, they're owned by tencent like it was almost comical at a point because there was a lawsuit between PUBG and uh fortnite uh fortnite here uh, he was suing uh, Fortnite because they stole the BR idea, and apparently. yet uh, the you know big daddy over here, Tencent, wasn't you know in very heavy cahoots with both of them. And you're like, the fuck are you kids doing here? I'm trying right, to right. make money, get back to work. Um, well, don't mind me that I'm talking shit. Uh, when it comes to Fortnite, Fortnite as a company and as a culture have done something incredible. They've they've completely crossed gaming with with music 
in a way that nobody ever foresaw. And I'm not even talking about the Ninja and Drake um, situation that happened last year. I'm talking about the Marshmallow concert in-game. Did you know about this, Tyler? No. Uh, tell me about so this. So Marshmallow is a apparently a popular EDM artist. I say apparently because I listen to metal mostly, so I did not learn about him until last week. But he performed a 10-minute set in-game. Oh, like oh, he what? was a 10-minute set in-game. Huh. Yeah. I don't know what to say about this. Um, he was he was live, I guess, from wherever, and then it was broadcasted to all the servers at the same time. Uh, for I think it was a Saturday or a Sunday at like 11 p.m. Pacific, and he was just there, and he performed a set, 10 minutes, and it was holographs in the air, he grabbed zone, people were flying all over the place, people were jumping. It was actually really fucking cool. Um, it was it was, world? it was an interesting thing that Fortnite did, and that I didn't think that was ever. I, I didn't even imagine a situation like that. And so I think Fortnite has been very successful in crossing over different streams of culture. Um, and they've showed that the free-to-play model works and a lot of people have emulated that. Um, and I, I'm just, I, like, I can only see early access. <sighs> I don't think a game should stay in early access. I think uh, this, is, this is very much dictator- dictatorsh- dictatorship material, but I think early access should be a set defined, uh, like a set period of time. Like mm-hmm. either a company has to give you a strict, hard, like, okay, this game, we were only going to be in early access for three years. And there has to be some sort of thing that follows up on them. Because otherwise, if there's nobody that holds them accountable, a game will stay in early access forever. I honestly think PUBG is still in early access because a lot of the glitches that were in uh, the game uh, still exist. You know, mm-hmm. where you just be driving along with your buds and then all of a sudden your car would vertically glitch in through the ground and explode and everybody dies. Jeez. Uh, in regards to you talking about how uh, Epic didn't really have uh, much for a publisher, you are yeah. correct. Uh, like the last big one, which would have been for something like Unreal Tournament, was uh, Midway Games. Okay. Uh, Midway Games was their publisher. That fucking company went bankrupt in 2010. So it's like they really didn't have anybody else that was lifting them up or, you know, well, moderating uh, what they did. Before that, it was Microsoft, I believe. But then they split off uh, the Gears of War division, split off to form the coalition that's owned by Microsoft. Mm, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So Big Daddy Microsoft is like, I'll, I'll take you under my wing, my child. And then obviously yeah. Epic, much like another company that left Microsoft around a similar time, was like, ah, I'm good. We can do this. And, uh, um, yeah, um, I I don't know. Like I, I, I like. I can understand for PvP games to not be polished at launch. But when I think not polished, I mean, you know, maybe the weapons aren't balanced. Maybe there's a few gameplay dynamics that they're still testing out. Uh, but why isn't it the standard that audio is fucking working right? Servers are not fucking laggy. There's you know. Uh, 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 menus look good. UI looks good. Not like the shit show that happened with, I think it was called um, Atlas. I don't even remember the name now, where Atlas was a copy paste of Arc, where on the title screen of the game, somebody was using a controller could scroll down to the last option of the menu, like on the title screen. Uh, okay. they'd, be able to, they'd be able to press a arrow key one more down to a hidden menu item. They'd be able to click that, uh, and then it would open up a copy pasted screen from Arc. Huh. Showing different, like a copy-pasted menu screen from Arc. Um, it was incredibly rushed, incredibly unfinished. Uh, I think a part of the problem can be on publishers because publishers don't understand realistic timelines and just care about money. And developers don't know or cannot stand up for themselves. And we've talked about that before. I would like to defend the publisher for 30 seconds if I could. Okay. Because we often give publishers 
a lot of shit saying that they, you know, they are the reason why games come out rush and all that stuff. You are, I believe, partially right in saying that the publishers rush the developers. But do we believe the publishers to be magnanimously evil people that just want money and be faster? The answer simply and easy enough would be yes, but I feel like there's also somebody driving them. And those people, I believe, would be the stock owners. Stock owners okay. pressure the publishers, publishers pressure the developers, developers, you know, make the game faster. Yeah. So in the end, I, I I even wonder this too. Do you think the stock owners even play these games? Doubt. hundred percent they don't. Isn't that kind of frustrating knowing that oh, the definitely. The games that you know people want to play from these companies are being powered and pushed around and rushed by people who just simply want more money from these companies overall. And I mean, it's, I mean it's the same way as the as the uh, transit authorities here in Vancouver uh, making changes that affect uh, bus routes, shortening them, uh, reducing the service hours. Because I'm sure as hell that those people don't ride transit, but yet they're making these decisions. You know, it's fucked up, man. I, yeah. I, I know there's no way of, you know, saying, you know, if you only people that really enjoy our games or, you know, ever played our games before can, you know, buy our stock. That's not how it works. You know, rich people are what are pushing the strings and all that stuff. But at the same time, it's so weird. I wonder what the people that are very passionate and enjoy the games of an you know, individual company, what they would be like if they're in the same room with uh, these stock owners and, you know, people that are at the uh, the calls, you know, telling them what to do. I would, I would love to see the conversation that happen. All right. Probably it would probably be fairly quick, you know. Yo, stop rushing the game. Yo, I want money. Yeah, and that's, that's it. That's all that wins. Um, but yeah, no, that's uh, this is important because re, uh, Apex Legend, and we're moving on to the t- uh, topic of the show now. Apex Legends. Topic uh, of the show. Thank you, Tyler. No that was, that was um, <laughs> Apex Legends developed by Respawn. Respawn Entertainment, as we know, um, developed uh, Titanfall 1, Titanfall 2. Uh, Titanfall 2 was released too close to Call of Duty and uh, Black Battlefield 1, I believe, or whatever the one was before that. Um, uh, At that time, EA were sold uh, only the publishers. Uh, I believe, uh, this is popular belief, not just me, that EA pushed them on a release date so that when Call of Duty and Battlefield came out, it would take any focus away from Titanfall 2, which is arguably one of the best shooters of the decade, um, forcing their stock prices low enough that EA would be able to buy them out and own them. Uh, this is, you know, you can take off your tinfoil hats now. This is purely conspiracy, uh, but it is the it is the most plausible reason across the internet. Um, uh, Respawn has been working on Titanfall 3. Uh, we've known this for uh, about a little bit more than a year or close to a year. Um, and on Monday, February 4th, uh, then they, they did an unveiling stream, um, on what Titanfall 3 morphed into, which is Apex Legends. So mm-hmm. they confirmed that there is no Titanfall 3 currently in development. This is what, uh, they were working on. Um, a, a battle royale, 60 people, teams of three, uh, first person shooter, uh, some of the wall running and high mobility of Titanfall 2 removed, uh, which is what people are upset about. Um, and it seems like in this in this relationship between EA and Respawn, uh, the only place where EA had any impact was uh, microtransaction. And Respawn did a fantastic job with making a game because they know how to make shooters. Now, 
I don't know how big the amount of people that really enjoyed Titanfall 2 are out there that were anticipating Titanfall 3. I'd like to say there was a fair amount. Uh, maybe not a uh, loud majority, but there's obviously people out there that really love the shit out of Titanfall 2. How do you think they feel knowing that uh, they're, you know, the next favorite game that they're going to really, you know, enjoy or get hyped up over turn into a uh, Battle Royale game? Um, I can understand. Uh, people are upset. I I was a little bit upset myself, too. I think uh, when I found out what it was, I shared the exact same sentiment um until i actually played the game and i love the fuck out of it because the guns feel exactly the same as they do in Titanfall 2 it's a it's a it's a br that i actually have a shot at being pretty decent at because i'm like i'm more familiar with fps's it feels good movement feels good they've kept the same momentum physics like so if you slide from the top you can uh uh slide from the top of a hill and because you're going downwards that momentum will make you travel faster and go down faster and if there's a little like little like plateau that you can jump off of when you hit it and then continue sliding when you hit the hill again uh, or the, the slope, it, it'll keep your momentum going. The game has some insane momentum with it. Um, what people miss is the wall running and then there was uh, a, a grapple that everybody could access that would you know allow them to do pull off crazy stunts. Um, respawns, reasoning behind removing some of these mobility options was that this was a, a team-based BR that we wanted to make um, and so giving people these mobility options would take away from that, which mm. I think is which which I think is a fair design decision, right? They're designing a game that's supposed to be a, a team-based BR, and they wanted to make sure that they were restricting players enough so that they didn't feel too restricted, but and they felt compelled to work with their um, uh, team uh, members. I mean, they do offer a couple of options in the games, uh, like the uh, rope zipline thing that you can climb yep. up and then launch yourself quite a distance, in fact. Uh, yes. Plus, uh, I believe there is an ability that one of the players have that you can essentially do a tactical spawn point or summon somebody to you, it almost looked like. I, I don't know what I was seeing when I saw that. Do you um, know what I'm talking about? Were you seeing an airdrop fall from the sky? I, I don't know what I saw, man. It okay. was weird. It was you know four in the morning. I didn't know what was going on. Okay. I'll, you know, you told me to look at uh, this Apex game. I'm like, oh, what is this? I'm like, what the fuck is so, this? So they, they do have some uh, mobility options. As a, uh, so you have to think of this game as Overwatch meets, um, you know, any standard FPS because you have, at the moment, you have eight different uh, legends who each have their own different abilities, an ultimate, a passive, and a tactical ability. So the the one uh, the zipline character you're mentioning, creating a zipline is his ultimate. Uh, otherwise, he has access to a grap grapple as his tactical. And his passive is a uh, he can scan beacons to see where the next zone is going to be. Right? Then you have another what character. That? That'd be yeah. awesome. And you have another character called uh, the Bloodhound, I think that's what he's called, where his passive is he can see uh, tracks, uh, blood splatters, uh, whether people opened a door from other like other players for up to a minute so you can track people um, and his ultimate move makes him move faster and take less damage I believe uh, mm. where it's called Beast the Hunt one of my the character that I play the most called Wraith uh, can put down portals I have that stay open for about a minute allowing anybody to travel through them uh, freely um, so I use Wraith uh, to make flanks while my team pushes up one way I'll flank around left and then go behind them as I set up a portal halfway through and then right behind so I can zip back and forth conf confusing them and attack them while my team attacks them from another side. So there are mobility options but they're all team focused and people don't want to 
don't want to give it a shot don't want to give it a try because it's not titanfall 3 or it's ea right um you also have to understand that this is a game that they did zero to no advertising for uh i talked about this on the last episode that there were rumors about a new game coming out uh from respawn and this is what this is what the game is uh it's they did no advertising weird. i yeah, had no so idea what the game was about at all but suddenly it just became a huge thing there was no there was no advertising there was no uh you know marketing there was no um hype over it uh and respawn said themselves like we know what the possible i'm paraphrasing very roughly or we know what the possible backlash is uh over this because it's not titanfall 3 and so rather than set expectations and hype things up we're just going to release it you played for yourselves and form your own opinions which is the most adult thing i've heard a developer say in the last year fair enough so uh you're playing on a pc correct yes uh, is there any other platforms it's out for right now i believe it's free to play on all consoles uh let's actually look up here it launched all on monday all at the same time free to play on ps4 pc and uh, xbox one oh that's not everything nick it's not everything buddy that sounds like it's missing a nintendo switch port yeah the switch not not exactly the best uh console for um competitive games I'm honestly surprised that it came out for uh, the PlayStation 4. I mean, it you know, with its loyalties with Respawn and EA, it's been mostly to the Xbox One. Um, really? Well, Xbox One and PC, but... In, in what way? What do you mean? Uh, well, did Titanfall 2 come out for the PlayStation 4? Yes. Oh, did it? Yeah. Well, I played it. I, I played Titanfall in, on a PlayStation. Oh, uh, PlayStation yeah, 4, right. yeah. I'm full of shit. Disregard me. I eat cocks. Um... Um, and so, talking about people hating the game because it's EA, um, I can understand it. But to blindly hate the game without playing it, without playing a free-to-play game and hating EA and hating the game because of EA makes no sense to me, right? Uh, I feel like people have to do some research before they sit and hate on something. And I feel like I've done my fair amount of research on each and every game that EA is involved in that I can tell you that I hate EA for that game. But for this game, it's all Respawn. All I can see when I play this game is Respawn. I It'd be kind of like you hating Destiny because Activision, but you, you saw it through and you realized it was Bungie that was working mm-hmm. the magic here. So Yeah, I, I yeah it's uh, Respawn. I, I think I, I, I want to huh, I want to give major like you're you're struggling here find the words man respawn did something amazing that a lot of people aren't able to do they held their own ground against their buyout you know the people that bought them out and they put out this game that's polished it has a few issues it has issues with the ammo economy you run out of ammo really quick either you have too much ammo or too little ammo you can barely find any ammo uh start of the game or maybe you just never find any ammo throughout the entire game sound needs sound needs a little bit fixing there are some random crashes that happen every now and then on my pc but the game runs smooth uh they give you a roadmap tyler they launched everything on monday and they're like oh by the way this is the roadmap for the next year this is what you can expect out of the game they have a battle pass it's all cosmetics it's you know, a Respawn were able to stand their own against EA when EA probably tanked their own sales just so that they could get bought out. Um, and EA still hasn't fucking learned. Tyler, did you know that Battlefield 5 has a Battle Royale? Yeah, Blackout, isn't it? No, that's Call of Duty. Battlefield oh. 5 has its own Battle Royale that's coming out soon. Oh, th- th- yeah, sure. I've heard of it. EA has not learned from its own mistakes of releasing genres, uh, similar genres, um, uh, so close together. So the last time around, uh, 
Battlefield and Call of Duty cannibalized uh, Titanfall 2. You know, ironically enough, though, when this whole thing happened, it was reversed in the situation. I believe uh, EA's other game came out before Titanfall and just kind of sucked out the wind out of the sales. Am I mistaken mm-hmm. on that? Maybe. I actually don't know the uh, release date. EA's sacrificial lamb saying, we're sorry. Here, you go first. We'll take the hit for you. Uh, yeah, no, you're correct. You. Battlefield, Battlefield 1 came out a week before Titanfall 2. You are correct. Yeah, and so uh, Battlefield 1 just completely cannibalized um, uh, the sales of Titanfall 2. In this case... And the case, are it's all EA, it's, It was all EA. EA is uh, back off the list of shit lists. They're magical, they, right? They're, no, they're not magical. Fuck them. The difference here being that Battlefield 5 <laughs> has been out for a while. It's been It's gotten worse reception than Battlefield 1. Um, their BR is dropping soon. And it's going to get cannibalized next uh, as compared to this amazing free-to-play smooth running BR from Respawn. And that's revenge and it feels good. Respawn played the long con and they're about to sit really high on their throne and be happy. Hey, uh, you know, ironically enough, even throughout this shit, you could say that uh, Respawn is saving EA somehow. Well, you could say that for a very specific reason. Tyler, okay. do you want to do you want to read this news piece, or at least it's a it's a tweet, but it's still relevant. Sure, uh, I want to give a shout out to at Benji Sales on uh, Twitter. Uh, I don't I don't know anything notable uh, beyond you know his uh, able you now he's able to look into the shit like all of us can, but he does report, so we couldn't. Uh, the uh, apparently the stock for EA is almost ninety six dollars now. Now, uh, judging by the way it's been looking, it looks like the highest EA's ever been in in the for a good while was somewhere around uh, ninety one. So it also started tanking quite a bit in the past few days. I'm not sure what's going on with that, but the moment that Apex came out, suddenly it shot up to ninety six bucks. And I, you know, I feel like this actually might be a bit of an exaggeration because the chart he shows is only like the past month. I would love to see and track how EA's uh, stock sales have been doing throughout the years. But this is true. Uh, for the, the very being for the you know short term, uh, it does look like uh, Apex Legend is tracking to be a, a good lifeboat for EA to hold on to while they try to get everything settled out with uh, Battlefield 5. Hopefully, maybe we'll see. Uh, I mean, I didn't even know what the name of their fucking uh, Battle Royale mode was called. Neither do I. I don't even know if it exists. Um... <laughs> It'd be funny, but yeah, no. Respawn, um, Respawn are also working on, I believe, a Star Wars game. Uh, they've been handed a uh, Star Wars title by EA, and I fully believe that they'll do a fantastic job with it too. Um, now, even more so, my faith, or not my faith, but my confidence in them has been restored, especially considering that. And I cannot find this tweet for the life of me. A Respawn dev confirmed that there are titanfall plans for later this year hmm. now i guess the big question overall do you think apex legends has legs i feel like it's it's gonna be strong for three months but after that if there's nothing that goes on with this it's gonna drop real quick you're right i i, I couldn't answer that question um because you have to analyze any any kind of br like you know the the play style of PUBG didn't uh, change for a very long time or still doesn't change uh still hasn't changed and it's still very popular um h1z1 was at a very good spot until one patch changed it all um like literally you're one patch away from a from the best or the worst game ever 
um and so i cannot tell you what apex legends is going to be like we're you know we're just past week one uh they've hit i think 10 million players i could be bullshitting my way through this number um but they had 1 million players in the first 24 hours they Mm. did fantastic at launch they've had a good first week it's now up to them to keep this going and i hope it has legs i really do um, all I can say is it's good to see Fortnite not at the top of the directory on Twitch. Hey, League of Legends was doing great, okay? Especially during the tournaments. Uh, League of Legends and Twitter 2 are always going to be cycling up and down. I'm not even concerned about them. They're not even games in my mind. On a, a side note here, uh, there are some people and groups uh, that are warning people against trying to sign uh, early contracts with the company, uh, either as an influencer or as right. you know, maybe potentially uh, you know, competitive play and all that stuff. Uh, specifically TSM Myth, uh, if you want to check them out on Twitter, they sent out a tweet warning, hey, don't do any early deals yet. We don't know how strong the you know the lead's going to stay here. Obviously, this is extremely popular, but we have no idea if it's going to stay strong. Don't sell yourself off for a game that might bust in two months. So I agree. I mean... It's a, like it's a, when it comes to when it comes to professional players and streamers, um, this is this is how they make their money. This is their livelihood. Uh, what happened with Ram Royale? Ram Royale had really big, uh, uh, you know, had a lot of hype around it. People were big signed for the first two weeks, and then you know one patch changed everything, and the game went to shit, and everybody forgot about Ram Royale until you know a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, it's you know it took too long and too big of a hit for it to come back and stand toe to toe with Fortnite, Apex Legends and PUBG. Uh, PUBG is all PUBG has has been very consistent where it's been in Twitch and in the gaming space. So PUBG's not probably not going to change for a while. Uh but it's going to we're going to need at least 3 to 6 months to see what happens with Apex Legends. Yes, I agree and uh we will see with time. However, right now it's doing strong. It on fucking game i i i haven't it's been a long time tyler it's been a long time destiny too i haven't felt this way about destiny in a long time and this game is making me feel things i used to feel about destiny uh all i can think about is apex legends it it stinks because i always look to the future then to the present but i at this very moment there are going to be times where in the future where you're going to cherish memories with certain games such as these where it's at its strongest and i hope it stays strong but right now, as it is, enjoy it. You know, appreciate it. Hopefully, you know they can keep it going strong. And that is uh, that is everything about EA and Respawn. Um, I hope you've enjoyed our rant. Some rehashed, uh, rehashed opinions. Um, I implore you, if you haven't just played this game, give it a shot. Even if you hate EA, um, if BRs are not your thing, but if you like FPSs. Just give it a shot, see how it plays. If it feels good, great. If it doesn't, all you've lost is a little bit of time and no money because it's free to play. That is true. Uh, do you know how many gigabytes it is, perchance? It was like 30. It wasn't very big. Oh, I forgot to talk about the ping system. And I'm oh. going to talk about it really quick. So the ping Go system, ahead. I, yeah. I have because this is revolution like so i believe in so i like battlefield um and in some other games i can't think of the specific games right now you can uh, mark um enemies or you can mark uh, items or you can mark things or places to explore right on the map um uh apex has a context sensitive ping system where if i'm running around and i see 
uh, a mod for a weapon or a backpack or a grenade or a, you know a piece of armor that I know my teammate could use I can look at it press whatever your uh, the ping uh, button is bound um, on your mm -hmm. keyboard or your mouse and it will mark that for the rest of my team it'll say hey look there's a piece of armor here and it'll mark it on the map for about I think 30 seconds to a minute or if and it's all the same button too or if I see an enemy I can look at them press the ping button and it'll mark the enemy on the map and it'll give you a little bit, a little um, uh, overlay on your HUD too, like a point That's to that awesome. So it allows you to communicate for whatever reason you don't want to, um, as we've discussed the, the previous situations where you might not want to communicate, um, uh, but it still allows you to communicate non-verbally and uh, still work together as a team, right? You can tell people where you want to go, um, where, you know, whether, whether you've seen an enemy, whether there's something that, you know, your teammate might like, because if you press that same button and hold it down, it opens up a radial uh, menu uh, that allows you to place other kinds of beacons. Like, oh, I'm going to explore here. I'm going to loot this building. Oh, this building's already been looted. And your character that you're playing actually says those lines out. So nice. the, your teammate can also hear. Um, it is a fantastic system, honestly. And it's a system that they've polished really well um, works in just about every situation, helps your teammates track uh, enemies because sometimes uh, uh, th there's a character called Bangalore that'll, uh, that can throw smoke nades out. And let's say you're standing, you've been knocked down and you're standing on the outside of the smoke nade and your teammates are inside, you can still end, but you can see the enemy. You can mark your enemies uh, while you're knocked down so that your teammates can track them and shoot them. Hmm. That is, that's fucking awesome. Hmm? Um, yeah, I, I just want to many other games that offer something like that. That, that is to, communication I, that yeah. I need to mention that because that's one of the few outstanding things that uh, that make this uh, game stand out right now oh, yeah. but uh, yeah that's Apex Legends thank you for listening to my rants um, hopefully that wasn't um, as uh, mind numbing as uh, Tyler's Kingdom Hearts uh, story rant because I, I couldn't get my I couldn't get my head around it still can't all I know is that Xehanort is there everywhere and, yeah. and yeah. you should be worried about <laughs> I, I also want to point out uh thank you to uh my friend nick uh he's uh, talking in the chat with us uh he said a popular youtuber jack frags actually did interviews with players in uh for the uh battlefield 4 in a video that's 38 minutes long and very few of them actually gave two shits about the uh battle royale mode so that's not really optimistic for battlefield 5 but uh more importantly in my eyes in regards to uh apex legends he says the uh, size is 17.51 gigabytes uh, for the PlayStation 4 right now. Okay. Okay. Just good information. Okay. Um, I, I think I um, overestimated how much it might have been on my PC. But anyways, that's, again, once again, that's Apex. That's EA. And that's Respawn. Uh, Tyler, do you want to tell us what games are coming out? Because we have a few games on this list that I didn't know that were coming out. And it's going to be a big week. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> Possibly. We have no fucking idea. Uh, first coming out on uh, February 12th, which is Tuesday, coming out for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC is Jump Force. Uh, for those who don't know, Jump Force is a very popular, mostly in Japan, but it's reached over here quite a bit of two, a shonen fighter game where you got characters like Naruto, uh, Goku, the characters from Bleach like Ichigo, just going at it, duking it out. It's almost uh, Super Smash Brothers like, maybe not more focused on like a, a fighting style game kind of like dragon ball z budokai but it is uh, a fun popular game and is finally coming out over here in the states uh next coming out also on the same day february 12th for the playstation 4 and switch is the liar princess and the blind prince and i have no fucking idea what this game is about this was a visual novel 
yeah, it's uh, no, it's an action adventure game. Never mind. It looks like an action adventure game, uh, an indie game developed and published by Nippon Ichi Software. <laughs> uh, it was. It came out in Japan May 2018, and it's now getting a Western release. Oh, cool. All right. The title is actually kind of discouraging, just like The Lie of Princess. These shoes are too big. Uh, I mean, it is a, a side-scrolling action-adventure game. The player is a wolf monster who can transform into a princess. She must guide the blinded prince through a dark forest. Huh, okay. Sounds interesting, actually. <laughs> Honestly, uh, it's coming out for the Switch, so you know it's always something I can uh, look into when I uh, get bored and I start scrolling around. Oh, this, this is interesting, too. It got its release in Japan on the Vita. <laughs> oh boy I'm, su- I'm surprised it survived after all this time then jeez uh coming out for the 14th we got two games the first one is civilization six and you're like wait what are you talking about you know Civ six came long ago uh new expansions coming out called uh the gathering storm it's coming out for six on the pc specifically uh, alongside that is actually a game i also don't know about it's called code semicolon realize tilde winter tide miracles another tilde Coming out for the PlayStation 4 and Vita. Um, so, I'm looking this up. This is the visual novel that I was thinking of. Yeah, because uh, it's it, coming out for the Vita. Uh, <laughs> uh, because it seems like um, this is a series and I can't find any information on the newer one. But yeah, this is a visual novel. Absolutely. What's not a visual novel, Nick, is the next game that's coming out on the 15th of this. Ooh, sorry, this Friday. Pardon me. If I said Wednesday for Civ, I meant Thursday. My apologies. I have no idea. But uh, this Friday, February 15th, Crackdown 3 is coming. Finally. Xbox One (laughs) and PC. Yeah, no kidding. Those fucking orbs are as good as yours, Nick. Uh, Are you actually interested in this kind of game? Or are you just... I've I've never played Crackdown. Uh, And honestly, I would buy Crackdown 3 purely because of that Terry Crews trailer. Because I love Terry Crews. Nick, uh... I, this is another one. I believe we talked about this actually because we tried announcing it for like February third or something like that last week. Uh, Dragons: Dawn of New Riders. Oh I'm yeah, pretty- yeah. I got confused. So this yeah, is the official this, date now. This led me to give out a vicious rant about how companies can't get their uh, re- release dates on track to help cover the mistake that we you know reported the wrong day. So uh, how the train your dragon, you know, having another game come out, hopefully the 15th, even though I'm pretty sure I read somewhere it said the 22nd. Who the fucking knows? No, uh, sure. Yes, <laughs> maybe. Uh, more importantly, coming out that same day. Also, uh, the rest of these games are coming out on this Friday. Far Cry New Dawn. The uh, yep. We're going to finally see what happens the, there. The $30, um, uh, not expansion per se. It's a standalone game, uh, very similar to Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Um, it, it just takes place at the, uh, I think in a post-apocalyptic setting of Far Cry 5. Yes. Uh, the idea that I believe the bad guy actually set off a nuclear yeah. uh, explosion that just caused like this weird apocalypse like setting and okay, sure. I mean, yeah. have you played Far Cry? Um, I played Far Cry 3 ex- extensively. I love Far Cry 3. Um, the characters in the game, uh, okay. It's more specifically the first half of the game is some of the best is, 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 is a fantastic, single player experience the rest of that game is shit oh yeah because because the villain um i will find out who the villain is because he's a fantastic actor have you ever watched breaking bad tyler uh yes um so it's the same guy uh i'm trying to find his name uh but he's the same guy 
Who did he play in, in Breaking Bad? He's uh I don't know. you haven't said a person yet. Michael Mando. That's his name. So Michael Mando. Uh I wonder if he was actually in Breaking Bad. I'm sorry, I, I I'm going off on a tangent here, but where is he? Let's see. Uh television. Breaking Bad. No, never mind. He was on uh, Better Call Saul. I apologize. I apologize for misleading uh, you, Tyler, and the people of the internet. Uh, but he was a character on Mike, uh, Better Call Saul, where he plays a, act, a character called Nacho Varga. But anyways, he plays a fantastic villain, and that's why I loved the first half of Far Cry 3 and the rest of it was garbage. That's kind of disappointing. Uh, yeah. Lastly, but you know, hopefully not the least, is uh, Metro Exodus, which is the sequel to the uh, Metroid uh, series. Uh, Metro twenty, or sorry, yeah, Metro twenty thirty three, and then yeah. I believe uh, Metroid uh, First Light. Sorry, you realize you're light. You realize you're calling it Metroid and not Metro. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going on a joke until you said Metroid twenty thirty three, and I'm like, oh, he's serious. He's, he's I actually know, saying. I <laughs> Met- Metro 2033, and then uh, Metro Last Light. Uh, sorry, I, I, I gotta get the oid out of me. <laughs> and now uh, Metro Exodus is coming out uh, this Friday yeah. on uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. So if you're into the series, then congratulations. It's coming your way, my friends. Mm-hmm. Nick, it's yes. been a couple of days, uh, or a couple of days. I'm sure there's been plenty of days this year. But a couple of games came out this day in history. What's going on here? Uh, two games in particular. Um, one of them, uh, also on our list, in 2008, February 11th, on the PC, the sh- it's li- it's literally called Shit Game. I oh, know I- nothing about this game, um, but I just wanted to put it on this list because I thought that was funny as fuck. I tried Googling Shit Game. Not a lot came up. I think there, there was a few articles and a few like Twitter posts, but it's called Shit Game. Tyler, did you find something? Uh, I mean... Not for uh, 2008 for the PC. There's a game that uh, technically would come out in about a week and a half called Don't Shit Your Pants, which is an old popular one. But uh, no, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Did you? Uh, the, the link on Moby Games as well didn't really have much to say about it, but I just thought that was funny and I threw it on. What's more, um, uh, what's more relevant or, or what's more important is the next game on this list. We only have two games on this list. Uh, World of Warcraft. In 2005, got a PC, got its PC, uh, got its release in Europe. PC uh, release? Oh my gosh! Yeah. It started on the, the PlayStation One. Thank God it got over. Yeah, it came out for the PC in Europe. Uh, it is World, now Warcraft is a game. Yeah, it's uh, about 14 years old. It's so weird thinking that Warcraft is only 14 fucking years old. But it feels like fucking forever ago. Yeah, it, like. Uh, no offense to like destiny but you know destiny still feels new to me at this point but warcraft you know warcraft feels i mean warcraft came out much longer ago than world of warcraft but world of warcraft just it feels old as shit to me but that's what made you you part of what made you into who you were yeah but it's like destiny is like in a similar trick but yeah i mean it's i it came out in 2004, I believe, uh, for the Americas. So I'm not too sure exactly uh, why it took so long for it to finally get over to Europe. But, I mean, it was only a couple of months. So, And, yeah, in regards to the, the shit game, as you called it, the closest thing I could find was a game called Shitstorm, which uh, I would not recommend to anybody. But just so you know, it's uh, 30% off right now. It's only $1.39. And it's exactly oh. what you would expect. 
Yes, and if you're listening, if you're listening to this episode right now, the Steam sale, if it hasn't already ended, it's supposed to end on the 11th. Go buy something. Um, it is the uh, Chinese New Year's Steam sale. So. Oh, just, I thought you, I, th- I was like, what game are you talking about, Nick? Jeez. No, you know, it's just the Steam sale in general. But yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Tyler, Nick, where, working? Uh, no, no, fuck, fuck no, you. Where can people no, find you? Where can, where can they find you? No, you. Me. Yes, you. Not, uh, yes, me. How about I tell you a little something cool uh, for that sale that you're talking about? Uh, yeah. Terraria is actually half off right now. It's only four ninety nine. And if you were to buy Terraria, Tyler will single handedly DM you, call you a man of culture, and send you feet pictures. So make sure you know, make sure, make sure you buy Terraria. Hmm. I'm almost tempted to buy this four pack just to give it out as free games to people <laughs> that listen. I really want people to play Terraria. I'll tell you what, I will look into this and we'll talk next week and see if we can do something because honestly people need to play this game oh so good and also a quick reminder before we uh, start signing off uh next episode is episode 40 that means it is the end of season two yes it is uh we're we're done it's over <laughs> until do season we, three starts at least do, do we get canceled or do we turn into a battle royale game what do we do well we'll figure it out uh most likely a battle royale because we have to we have to be trendy we have to keep up with the young ones yeah, I gotta keep up with the times. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at two times Tyler. I'm all letters, uh, one word, two times Tyler. Nick, where can we find you though? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch. I figured I'd just like combine these uh, at LR Warrior Eleven. Um, streams have been sporadic, very much random right now because you know school and this are my priorities when it comes to that. And I've been doing a lot of gaming offline because it is. It is a challenge to be on. Do you know what I mean? And also, I've been gaming lately at very odd hours, usually starting at about 11, 30, 12. And I'm usually tired and a little cranky at those hours. And I never want to put anybody through that. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to be, you know, I wouldn't be in an entertaining mood necessarily. So mm-hmm. when I do stream, you you can find out if you follow me on Twitter. And that's when I'll usually put it out. But yeah, uh, you can find the show on Twitter at MasterQuestPod. Uh, or you can email us at casualmasterquest at gmail.com or, or. On Instagram at casualmasterquest, which I will do more with. We're just trying to figure out workflow there. I keep saying that every episode, but season three, we will be officially on Instagram. And you can find us on Facebook if you just put into the search bar, Casual Master Quest. Hell yeah, baby. Three words. Uh, Tyler, you've been doing a fantastic job with Facebook, by the way. Thank you. I do appreciate it. And you as well with Twitter and Instagram, sir. You have been keeping the ship afloat, and I really Absolutely, I'm grateful for that. Thank you. What the fuck is this wholesomeness? I don't like this. Anyways, thank you very much for listening. Um, Tyler, do you have anything, uh, any last words that you want to? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, it, I hope you don't mind. I don't have a great singing voice, but I do like to, I, w- I want to sing a song. for. Some All right, I'm going to mute you. Just uh, hand sign me whenever you're done. Okay. <laughs> cough, cough, cough. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Nick Truex. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Uh, oh, happy birthday. Yeah, that too. Happy birthday. You're 28 now, motherfucker. I hope you enjoyed yourself, Nick. It's my best friend's birthday yesterday. And uh, honestly, I just want to give him a quick shout out. Before we uh, murdered somebody's ass over, uh, I believe, waffles. I believe it was pancake versus waffles tonight at the Splatfest. Splatfest, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, All right. I mean, that's it on my end, man. 
All right, cool. Uh, thank you very much for listening. This is episode 39. I uh, hope you all have a wonderful week and we'll see you next episode. And don't forget to never stop the grind. Never. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, wait, I turned off. Oh, wait, I turned off.